You know, I'm very thrilled about the project because I think um, what we are about to create is something very special. And we're in 2024 now. And I think uh, it's about time that we had a woman uh, come forward uh, to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. Shut up! There are so many stories that have been developing that I want to talk about, uh, specifically the topic of this video, and that is the upcoming and already disastrous Star Wars film. So after Disney bought Star Wars and started pumping out Star Wars properties, uh, you may have noticed that, curiously enough, even though it's been popping off over at Disney+, Plus, there hasn't actually been a new Star Wars film for quite a while. And a lot of people think that's because after the Solo film bombed so spectacularly, they realized all right, films cost a lot more than series, and considering that we didn't really get a good a good return with Solo, we lost a lot of money. How about we take a step back, uh, maybe let people breathe a little bit, go back to the drawing board, and ensure that the next Star Wars film that we put out it actually makes sense and it's something that people are excited for and it's something that we know will be financially successful. Q. For some reason, uh, the recently announced Daisy Ridley slash Ray Skywalker led trilogy. Um, who asked, who asked for this? I'm pretty sure no one. From a financial standpoint, I suppose the previous Disney uh, Star Wars trilogy was successful, but if the studio execs at Lucasfilm were looking at those numbers and thinking, hey, we could just keep making these with Disney Ridley and we'll keep making a billion dollars, I think they're going to be very, very disappointed. And I mean, if you're going to take one character from the Force Awakens trilogy to give more films to, at the very least, they could have chosen John Boyega's character, who at least was somewhat interesting and had a more compelling backstory than Mary Sue Ray. But... Okay. And if all of that information about the upcoming Star Wars film was enough for Star Wars fans, however few of them remain, to kind of raise their eyebrows, the director that was just announced to be taking control of the first film, at least, well, that that'd do it. Enter Charmaine Obeyed Shinoy, and apologies if I am butchering that pronunciation, but she is a Pakistani filmmaker and also uh, most notably a woman, which is great. Several diversity boxes already checked right there. A lot of people after she was announced uh, were a little bit skeptical, however, of why she specifically was chosen to helm this project, uh, not just because of sexism or bigotry or, you know, wh whatever Twitter might tell you was the cause, but because this is a woman who has only ever directed documentaries. And specifically, some of her previous films uh, include titles like Frontline Slash World, Dispatches, The New Apartheid, Saving Face, Women with Gloria Steinem, Freedom Fighters, and Fundamental, Gender, Justice, No Exceptions. Now, I'm not trying to be a hater, and in fact, I like documentaries. I think documentaries are great. However, I think it's pretty safe to say that directing a documentary Pretty different than directing not only a sci-fi film, but a Star Wars film, a huge, a big budget blockbuster Disney film. I feel like there are people who are behind the scenes at Disney, because uh, Marvel has done this as well, who basically just think, oh yes, a movie. They have experience with movies. Genre matters is what I'm trying to say. And if all of the experience you have with films is doing documentaries, or heck, maybe you've done fiction, but they're like small budget art house stuff, 
you don't necessarily have skills that are going to transfer uh, to directing something that has a lot of CGI, a really big budget, and it's a film set in a completely fantastical and mythological world. I mean, there's, there's going to be a learning curve here, and that's understandable, but maybe the place that learning curve happens shouldn't be when you're in charge of a $200 million film with tons of jobs and money on the line. So right there, looking at this woman's filmography, I think there is more than enough cause for concern, but that brings us to her feminism because oh my goodness, the feminism, because it's not just enough to hire a female Pakistani documentary director with absolutely no experience dealing with the genre at hand. You also, also have to ensure that she is, of course, an intersectional feminist activist herself. After Obed Chinoy was announced as the director for this new Star Wars project, she quickly appeared on CNN to give a little promotional spot about the upcoming project, and she wasted no time alienating Star Wars main fan base. And we're in 2024 now, and I think uh, it's about time that we had a woman uh, come forward uh, to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. Not to be hyperbolic, but I hate this clip for many reasons. Uh, first off, has this woman not seen any any other Star Wars film? Is she not at all familiar with Star Wars? I mean, considering that she's an activist documentary filmmaker, it's very plausible that she just has never seen a Star Wars film. But her involvement will not be the first time that a woman is, you know, shaping the story in a galaxy far, far away. We look at the original trilogy. I mean, the George Lucas one. Not only did we have strong characters in front of the camera, specifically Princess Leia, but Marcia Lucas, George George Lucas's wife was actually one of the original editors of the film and obviously had a huge role to play in it. And that brings us to the prequel trilogy where you had Natalie Portman, Padme Amidala, who clearly was helping shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. And I mean, obviously this director has dealt with Kathleen Kennedy herself, who now heads up Lucasfilm and who was instrumental in the Disney sequel trilogy being made. So I just, I just, I'm not understanding how she thinks that she's the first female to come along with Star Wars in any way shape or form. Women. <laughs> and then that, of course, brings us to the feminism of it all. Even if it hadn't already happened before, which again, it already has, why is it about time that a woman shape a Star Wars film? Like, what what about the female perspective is so essential to Star Wars? Tell me, because odds are your answer isn't going to have anything to do with Star Wars or making a better story. It's going to have to do with feminism, which, which is fine, for a feminist activist to say, but it's not necessarily what you want to hear from your Star Wars director. And in case anyone out there is trying to give this woman the benefit of the doubt, saying, well, she probably was just given talking points by Disney and Lucasfilm to really market to the CNN audience, that doesn't necessarily mean that she's super woke or that this entire film is going to be woke. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you poor sweet summer child. Here we have a clip that was recently highlighted by Matt Walsh on Twitter where Obeyed Shinoi talks about how her goal is to make men uncomfortable. What is the balance of activating a force for change but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure? And is that a part of the calculation of your art as well, and, and what's been the reaction to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy <laughs> making men uncomfortable. So 
to be fair, again, as someone who enjoys documentaries, I, I think it's reasonable to say that maybe a good documentary sometimes should make you feel uncomfortable, especially if the goal of said documentary is to highlight an injustice that is happening in the world. Because when faced with injustice or societal wrongs, we should feel uncomfortable. That is the correct response to that. So, you know, in the context of a documentary film, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that sentiment. But the issue that I and a lot of other people have here is that this lady straight up said that her goal is to make men specifically uncomfortable. And if you're familiar at all with the Star Wars fandom, gotta say, it's pretty, it's pretty male. And obviously that is something that Disney Lucasfilm is trying to change by pandering to the feminist agenda. I don't really think it's working, but the executives have to realize that it's not worth attracting a few activist female fans if simultaneously it means alienating the entire male fan base that has been with you for decades, if not generations. And frankly, yeah, I'll say it, the goal for a lot of people when they go to watch a Star Wars film, it's not to be made uncomfortable. It's not to be lectured about societal wrongs. It is just to be entertained. And it doesn't seem like this woman has a lot of experience with entertainment. Oh, but Laura, this was Obey Shinoi talking as a documentary filmmaker. Who says she's gonna have the same approach if she's dealing with a work of fiction? Well, maybe that's a good point. And to that, I would say, well, I suppose it's anybody's guess how she will actually handle a work of fiction since once more it's something she's never dealt with before because she has no experience but we actually have a clip here that was posted by that Star Wars girl who I mean you could clearly see would be invested in the future of Star Wars where this director openly says that she tries to insert activism into everything she does. I think at the heart of everything I am a storyteller and an activist and um, my body of work over the last 20 years years has been uh, guided by my activism and every single piece of work that I've ever created has a piece of activism in it. It could be very overt or it could be covert, but it is there. And I think that as a storyteller, uh, I'm not sure if all of you know this, but I'm not a trained filmmaker. So I never went to film school. Um, I went to um, Smith College and did my undergraduate and studied economics and political science like a good Pakistani girl. No professional film training, inserting activism into everything she does. Just, it's, it's looking good. I'm excited for this. Liar! As far as I know, this film hasn't even started shooting yet, but unfortunately, all of the signs that we, the general public, have seen point to it being a giant dumpster fire. And, you know, at a certain point, I think the Disney shareholders are just going to have to suck it up and, and, and face the fact that this, this company seems to have a death wish. You would think after a certain point, after seeing flop after flop after flop, the people in charge would get it. Hey, perhaps activism shouldn't be at the forefront of our filmmaking, but it seems like that hasn't happened. Apparently people like Kathleen Kennedy are more than happy to keep losing money as long as it means pushing the message. That's basically all I have to say for now though. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time.